welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy, nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Trevor, I think we're going to jump to it pretty quickly and get back on with some random movies. More movies. Yeah. That was so much fun last week. Yeah, that's right. A whole week ago. So, this is a game where we have a random movie generator in front of us. We're going to each get a new movie on the count of three to one movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we might use the the title. We might use the, the whole idea of the movie. Mm-hmm. We might actually make a tie-in movie to that game or a movie, uh, yeah, I should say. Yeah, that's what I meant. And, uh, and we'll see how we go. Sounds good. Okay, three, two, one movie. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Jurassic Hunt. Jurassic Hunt. Mortal Just Kombat. Clearly okay. a Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah. Sp- like, uh, knockoff. 2021. Yeah, 100%. That's cool. I mm. like that. Mm. I like a Jurassic Park Mortal Kombat mashup. Like. Mm. Okay. So, the Mortal Kombat is actually between dinosaurs. So, this is a dinosaur-based, like- So, it's primal uh, carnage. Yeah. Survival of the (laughs) fittest, basically. Oh, Um, okay. It's it's very much more genetically bound. hmm. Like, uh, uh, yeah, evolution. Does it take place over millennia? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do like the idea of being able to sort of- you can create your own fighter and you use like mm. you choose you choose two parents and that creates you know your first fighter and then you can take certain things that you like of that of that particular fighter match them up with another fighter and and create yeah a new- but you don't know that you're going to get the bits that you want from that fighter no. you might you might uh get some recessive genes coming in you might get just the the wrong genes being active uh, yeah, in your new fighter. Okay, so it, yeah, okay, genetically adding it, and then it's all like dinosaur esque, yeah, thing. So it's like teeth, claws, big armored tails, and shells and wings, and yeah, and um, big appetites. Yeah, big mouths. Yeah, little hands. Each fight is to the death and to the consumption. Little hands. Yeah. Well, I think. I- <laughs> You could breed the little hands out of it, though, right? If you do it yeah. right. Big beefy arms on a, on a T-Rex. That'd mm. be, you know, it'd be fucking great. <laughs> you can literally grab things and bite the head off it. Like. I like this a lot. I think it, with an updated version of, like, spores technology, mm. because that was really good for bipedal and quadrupedal creatures and yep. and up to more, but it particularly worked well with that. But with much less of the direct editing and Mm -hmm. more of just the idea that procedurally we create these things through the genetic things. And so you'll get like a mostly similar body shape, but, you know, some slight mutations will shift the curvature of the spine a bit. Um, And it could be that over time, you know, a quadrupedal creature becomes bipedal or, or different things over many generations. Yeah. And then that can lead to other, you know, other aspects. Maybe they have stronger legs then because they need to to keep their body weight up and that sort of thing. To be able to 
keep their pelvis in, in place so that you know yeah. they don't they don't Topple fall over. over. <laughs> you know, the whole idea is you know to- <laughs> I love the idea that you can breed just completely useless <laughs> creatures though that do just topple over when they try to fight. <laughs> so I don't know whether whether it works one hundred percent like a like a normal sort of fighter. Maybe it's maybe it's more of a brawler. Yeah. Do you think it's on a 2D plane or do you think we add in almost like a power a stone? Of range or- oh, oh I, thinking- I think I see what you mean. So it's not a one on one. Yeah, I think I think player versus enemy could could be kind of fun. Okay. And basically you you're trying to you're trying to build the best animal that's going to make it through. Yeah. This that could run. be cool. So then you would you do multiplayer but you're on the same side like a brawler like that? Yeah, and yeah. then and you know each, you can you're each genetically engineering, and if you want, you can yeah, bring in each other and <laughs> well, to get I, your next I like one. the idea that if you know you die, you can go okay, my my character, you know, I'm I'm going to choose this, you know, I I like what uh, what my partner actually has. Maybe I'll I'll you know mm. take some DNA from them, and you can sort of um, I don't know have have like a little mini game to. To determine, you know, the quality of the- Yeah, well- Of the I think I think to go with the survival of the fittest thing, you almost want it to be that you- If you beat a level with a character, then it you get to breed it with another one or something to then attempt to do the next level. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like we'd need- The levels probably have to be procedurally generated in some way so that we can- yep. You know, you're, you're going to play maybe a hundred levels or more over the course of a game, so that each time you're getting a a mutation, you're getting a you're getting a new combination of of DNA. And <laughs> so each level, you're you're playing a different offspring of the of oh, what, was, what yeah. was done in the previous level. Yes. So, so if you die, you don't get to choose new parents. You just get a different combination of those parents perhaps yeah so that's essentially that generation and you're trying to yeah. find the combination from those parents that will get you through the level yeah 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 i like, I like that. that that's cool that's cool that could have some really fun stuff especially because you could really find yourself in trouble if you like accidentally like stumble your way through a level with some shitty shitty attributes <laughs> and then you have to keep going from there oh especially because you know Speed running will be quite quite interesting in this mm. case because your character is always changing. It's always going to be sort of random, and it means that your character that makes it through that last level, oh, it's got some horrible genetic stuff that you didn't expect to have come through. Mm. But it, that's part of the that's part it's of the, part of the fun. Part of the fun, like you now have, um. <laughs> A um a dinosaur that you know has a massive tail, but such a small body that it can barely carry, <laughs> barely <move laughs> just forward. has to drag along. But it just trips over all its enemies. It's got because you've got a spin move. You've got a a great spin move with that tail that just if you spam it, you can get through. Because <laughs> that's actually what I was going to say. I feel like you could do some interesting stuff with each kind of element that your creature might have. Different types of legs, wings, tails, teeth, claws, arms. Yep. Could give you different move sets. Uh, and then 
how much damage they do or the reach and different things is defined by certain attributes of, you know, so if you have managed to breed something with tiny arms, uh, it's not going to do a ton of, you know, you can have very small reach and, and not do a ton of damage, yeah. but maybe, maybe the trade off for that is that you've got, yeah, like you've got a huge fucking mouthful of really pointy teeth. Ooh, and maybe you got a poison sack now. So mm. as you bite into some of them, like you use a little bit of that poison sack. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even think of status effects or the stuff that you could add, but yeah, absolutely. But, but Sharper the idea claws, that add bleeding effects, and if if you do too much um, poison, you run out for a small amount of time. So you can't like well again though until your body builds it up again. Like, but that's the thing. If you if your next mutation has a larger poison sack, then you've got more before you run out. Yep. Um, but, you know, that again, that might trade off with, oh, shit, but my legs are getting shorter, so I can't run as fast. Yeah. I mean, I see this as kind of almost like um, Mr. Sun's hat box in that you mm. you had your your characters that had um, bad things and, and yes. good things coming and going through the level and, and being able to choose- Okay, I'm going to use this offspring. I like the idea that you get to choose. Okay. You get you get a list of in the current litter. This yeah. is what you what you can choose. Yeah, between. Yeah, and that makes sense because you don't want to just get stuck with one and it's got some terrible attributes and you just yeah, yeah. dying over. You can and choose over, between but- like four. Yeah, and you get to the end of the level and then you get another four that you can select between. Yeah, and. Maybe there's only one that is that has survived of the previous litter or something like that. Like, well, and I think it's about choosing because there definitely should be some choice of who you breed at the end. So, oh, like, yeah. yes, yours gets through. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> I don't know if you I don't in, know why my, don't know why the why previous my, my brain just but- went went here. It's basically the scientist that is that is working is set up like a um a dating game sort of sort of thing, whereas. <laughs> <laughs> you hide it behind a, a screen and have to ask questions. Um, yeah, and, and then, <laughs> so you know, uh, contestant number two, if <laughs> I put a, 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 a giant uh, herbivore in front of you, would you tear off its head or <laughs> slash at its uh, guts with your massive claws? <laughs> Oh, mm. good. Mm. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> the scientist just sets the mood. <laughs> Dims the lights down a little Dims bit. Dims the lights as the reveal happens. Okay. <laughs> the, the, um, the, there's, a, there's a disco ball that comes down and it's like just playing, you know, Barry White or something like that. Do, 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 do. What's that one? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, it's better that way. <laughs> Was that Careless Whisper or something? Yeah, that's just the song that came remember. to mind. <laughs> um, either way, I love that game. I think that'd be so much fun. Three to one movie. <laughs> also, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the next Jurassic Park they're just doing Mortal Kombat style stuff because that's sort of the way it seems to be going. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I mean, I can see that's where, you know, BD Wong's character from the first mm-hmm. one who's doing all the genetic engineering. Oh, yeah. He's definitely the scientist. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Duel, but it's D U A L. And I think the synopsis is interesting here. A terminally ill woman opts for a cloning procedure to ease her loss on her friends and family. 
When she makes a miraculous recovery, her attempts to have her clone decommissioned fail and lead to a court-mandated duel to the death. I actually, wow. I actually had not read that last sentence until I got to it. So it's, it's D-U-A-L, but there is also a D-U-E-L duel to the death unit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Wasn't it a Steven Spielberg movie with um <laughs> with a truck? The truck? <laughs> oh, duel. All right, okay. <laughs> I thought you were go- I thought you were saying based on the concept. No. <laughs> I like the idea that the jewelers actually the- they're in trucks and they're, they're going against each other. Cloned like trucks. <laughs> okay. Mechanic resurrection. Oh, okay. Well that brings your trucks into it. Um and that's kind of why I've got trucks in my head, but also Jewel was a was a was a Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I think it's Steven I think Spielberg, so. wasn't it? Like, uh, one of his very early ones, right? Very early. Uh, but resurrection, I mean, also plays into the cloning yourself and bringing, like, bringing yourself back from the dead sort of thing. Because mm. that's, an, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, so, uh, Jewel was, um, senses on a travelling salesman driving his car through rural Cal- California and finds himself chased and terrorised by the mostly unseen uh, driver of a semi-truck. Semi- what year? I'm like, uh... 71. Oh, okay. Yeah, very early. I kind of like the idea of of the cloning thing and- And the truck thing. And the the whole- The duel that they go to, that they- yeah. after, after this whole thing, is they each get given a vehicle- mm-hmm. Put out, in, put out into, into the world. like an open world and, and it's basically like hunt down the other one and yeah. kill them. Okay. So, I, I, yeah, I like that. I like the idea of almost in a death loop style, an open world where you know there is one other character hunting you down. Yes. Not necessarily multiplayer. No, no, no. I, I, I think this works well as a, as a solo thing. The thing is, your character has talked to this mechanic who, you know, you get very hurt at the very start. Yeah. They have a special resurrection pod that basically mm. they've built. And so, anytime that you die, you happen to get okay. resurrected. Okay. So, I okay. Uh, what I like to hear then is, yeah, it's set in sort of a, a petrol punk kind of world, which we've sort of dealt with a Mad bit Maxi, before. But, but I think more modern. I think it's more that, like, modern. we've yeah. kept we've kept gas-guzzling cars- around but it's not that these are old hunk of junks thrown together like there's brand new shiny ones and stuff like it's it's still the, the it's sort of the extension of that car culture um gone to the nth degree um yep. into a, but then to more futuristic technologies and stuff so yes i think that there are these resurrection pods and the reason you have a clone is in a in a in a sense similar to the movie synopsis is that the resurrection has gone wrong and your previous one that they thought was dead has is still alive and has recovered. Yep. And you play one or the other. <laughs> Maybe you don't yep. know which one you are. Oh, I can't I really do like the idea that your character that you played at the very start was actually the, the clone. And this is the real you're going up against the or real vice one. versa. Because I like the idea of because you know, you you have the the prologue, essentially, you, you wake up 
And yeah, you could do this either way. Either you wake up in a hospital bed or in one of these resurrection pods and you're told what's happened and then you find out that your other clone is is still out, your, your previous self is still out there. Yeah. Or vice versa. You wake up on a on a dingy, you know, hospital bed somewhere out in the backwaters and someone's nursed you back to health and you find out that there's a new a brand new clone of you out there. But then at some point something happens where there's sort of a gap in the story and when you come back, you don't know for sure which one you are as the yeah. player. Um mm. you just know that there's another version of you out there hunting. And then the conclusion of finding it out could even be determined by, like, gameplay and stuff. Like, there could be multiple endings. I I can imagine they are, like, ruthless, like, for some reason. Which is why I kind of like the idea that you are the clone, because the original one has been doing this for so fucking long that, you know, this is- You were X number of clones down, down the line- it just so happens that every time that you happen to die, like- I guess it depends on how the cloning process could work. But true, from a game play perspective, the idea of you having to build your skills up again obviously makes a lot of sense from mm-hmm. being in a game. And so, yeah, I like the idea that you've got the, you've got the memories, but you don't have the muscle memory yeah. of the previous uh, clones because that's that's- it's not actually stored in the muscles, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not stored in the place that gets, that gets replicated. Yeah. And so that's sort of, that's where your skill trees and stuff come in. Yeah. But yeah, I do love the idea of this ruthless previous version of yourself. Hunting you down. Just happens to be continually hunting you down. And I think you could come up with the kind of like a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer sort of, Sort of thing where when Buffy died in season five, there yeah. was no there was no new Slayer that gets that gets brought out because like she'd already died that one time, and that brought in the that brought in the new clone. Yeah, but then when they brought her back, is like next time she dies, she's just going to die for good. Whereas any time a clone dies, a new clone gets gets created, and it's just from oh, the- I see. It's right. There's some sort of. It's it's some sort of factor of the cloning technology itself to prevent exactly these sorts of things from happening. Yeah, <laughs> is that it's only the next version of the clone that can that will get resurrected as a as a yeah. fresh clone. Yeah. Hmm. So your your original body, when you finally kill them, you you take off the mask and they're just an older, much older version of you. Right. Because this has actually been going on for years, and you realize that you killed the original and you've been the clone that. Like, okay, your yeah. original version was actually a clone, and that yeah. <laughs> like okay. this whole thing is okay. Been- so you, you so you are saying that you still you don't know the whole time whether you're the clone or not. Well, still you kind of do because you're now a clone of of that original character, but you're but, okay. But you don't you don't realize that they've yeah. been doing this for decades. You think it's yeah. the first time this has happened. Yeah, but actually, you're being- yeah, right. You're the okay. I see what you're saying. You're like the tenth clone down the line or something. They've kept you may be a hundredth by the time that you you've you've died X number of times. Like- so is it that your is it that this original? I mean, they may 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 have still been a clone, but whenever this happened, the original has just been killing each clone along the way, and you're just yeah. the ne- and, right. You're just the next in the line. Okay, I do like that because <laughs> then you could have a cool reveal that yeah, you're expecting you're looking out for someone who looks exactly like you, 
but yeah, yeah. You, you you find them and and unmask them and yeah, they're forty. But then years you unmask older. the mechanic at the end, and it's like they're also another clone of you. So how many? <laughs> How has that happened? How many they've well, cracked we, the encryption to they, allow? No, for- they, they they also had the, they also had the the thing happen where they they died and they were brought right. back to life. Okay, so, and- so they're like three clones ago. Mm. At the very start, yeah, yeah, they could be. Um, you could you could play around with this oh, whole yeah. thing, yeah, 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 so much. It's like- cool. I, I like that. That's a cool world building thing. Um, and I do like the idea that we've taken the jewel that you said, the the original jewel from Steven Spielberg in 1971, yeah. and somehow put Mechanic Resurrection in there, and it's like, oh, it works. All these things actually feel really kind of cool. So yeah, um, I think I think having a lot of car combat in there is interesting. Then mm. it, it's it's very much this. It is a hostile. It is it is Mad Maxy in that sense that like this is the main way people hurt each other and attack each other is they, they kit out their you cars. You put spikes on the side of your car and, you know, you can mm. take out tyres and all this sort of stuff. And or like a, I'm always picturing a, a Mech Warrior-esque, or I think, um, was it Interstate 76 or something that did this as well? I think you could, you, you'd have, you know, you've got your left weapon and you've got your right weapon and you're, you know, in a first-person mode and it's always, it is that very Mech Warrior 2 or uh, sort of thing of, Firing your weapons off at the right time and and like doing fucking handbrake turns and stuff to get them in your yeah. sights and oh yeah that's that's really kind of cool and and you know set pieces as well like you you driving on the side of a side of oh you know, like a tight mountain highway a tight, or a tight mountain highway yeah clinging to the side of a mountain and just you have that massive semi come up right behind you and it's just following <laughs> just you around that whole thing like yeah. Running you off the road. Oh, there's just, there's something about, like, you know, taking that gritty- I want some film grain in this. I want it to feel mm. like it's the 1970s, but, you know- It's a bit of that grindhouse kind of, and, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's something fun. about- Well, and there needs to be more things. story-based car games anyway. Like, I don't want car games to just be racing- like that's almost all there is with car games is just exactly racing games, but and and then I think back and go, Rage, you know, it had such promise and was more about the the, the first person <laughs> yeah. combating stuff, and they kept on, you know, having like pylons there so that you couldn't drive your car up. I was like, yeah, but- the cars were really only a way to get around the large world as opposed to a main part. I mean, Mad Max was similar. Mad Max had a Mad lot Max more had in the car. Had though. more car combat. That's true, but yeah. But even then, just the idea of like there are roving bands out, uh, mm. bands of psychos or or whatever out there that you can sort of get extra scrap from and yeah, and oh, it's help the cops. mechanic you upgrade just fight your car. The cops. Yeah. Roving bands of cops. <laughs> <laughs> They're the enemy. What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. It's like <laughs> they've got film cameras going with them. Oh, yeah. It's literally the cops it's from the TV from series. From the TV cops. series. <laughs> All right. Okay, Three, one two, one, movie. The Order. Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's always a fun challenge to take something so well known and, and, and put a different spin on it. 
Mm-hmm. So the order is about a secret order of priests within the church. Ooh. Doing like investigating evil killings and stuff, but it doesn't, we don't they're have to go investigating. With- they're investigating a murder that happened at Freddy Fazbear's. Okay, so we, we're tying into the law, are we? I, it, it's just, you know, the whole <laughs> idea of Five Nights at Freddy's is it's it's something's happened at the at this, yeah. like, kids' family restaurant, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, well I'm not going to- we're not going to go deep into the Freddy tie-ins because I don't know no. anything about it. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, but it's a family restaurant. Yeah, I, I a family like restaurant. The idea that it's a family restaurant. We throw, it's five throw nights, away the whole. It's five. It's seven nights at Smorgies. It's <laughs> a big fucking volcano at the front. Like, yeah, it's, come on, it's yeah. definitely Smorgies. Yes, yeah, seven nights at Smorgies. Seven yeah. nights at Smorgies. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you play. I, I don't know. The security guard thing makes more sense. Like, well, I like this order. There's there's a secret order of like waiters or something. Okay, yep. And they're investigating something that's been happening overnight at this thing. Yeah, they like they wake up and the, it seems like the volcano's been turned on, or like the tiki heads have changed position. The Ooh. the donut machine has been running. And there's just piles yep. of donuts stacked up. It's like, no, I'm sure I turned that off. And so they're staying overnight to see what's going on, to investigate yep. this. Very dedicated to their job. Yo, I think I think they are also the newest recruit to the order. Mm. Like, yes. So, well, and I think this maybe is sort you of don't like even their get re- initiation. Maybe you don't even get recruited into the order until after the first night, kind of thing. Like, yep. you just you're doing because you want to find out what's going on. You get through that night, and then they're like. Hey, come here. Like, we know. We've been trying to figure this out too. You look like you you could be one of us. Like, join us. Yep. I think this is more of a sort of 3D sort of investigation-y sort of game where you're going through uh, the smoggies, yeah. investigating different things of a nighttime. You don't necessarily see things, but it's more- as in, you don't actually see the things happening. It's just that you have to, you know, you have to go into the kitchen to, hmm. to, you know, investigate something. As you come back out, then you see that the donut machine's actually now on and there's piles of donuts on the floor and there's yep. soft serve all over the floor because, you know, the dessert bar is literally <laughs> now open and clean and, and not, no longer clean. There's M&Ms all over the bench. And- <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a, a group of teenagers just came through and- had their way with it. There's <laughs> in one of the booths. There is a drink <laughs> that appears to have everything from from like the food bar in it. In one that, drink. And in one drink there, that is now has. And there's mouth see marks. You see you, some you, someone's had a drink from it. Yeah, you you see. There's definitely been salt and pepper put, yeah, in, it's put into that into that disgusting it's thing. Definitely some creature that's doing this. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> Teenagers would never do this no. and and make someone drink it. No, <laughs> not even for ten bucks. <laughs> not, not not you know remembering anything from like a certain person's eighteenth birthday at all. No, don't know what you're talking I about. I think we've talked. I think we have talked about that on, on, on the, the show before. But no, still. We <laughs> Well, uh, those long-time listeners will get that deep cut into Trevor and I's past then. 
But um, yeah, I like the idea that you know the the order of the order of the mm. waiters or whatever that initiates you into. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but the hoods are just like I'm, I'm seeing. You know how waiters sometimes have like that towel that go over their arm, oh, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I see that they just put that on. They their just head put it on their and head, <laughs> and it covers their face a little bit. <laughs> 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 I'm sitting here trying to think of puns for man. Yeah, I, I think we stay away from the Five Nights at Freddy's direct gameplay. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I do like the idea of kind of you're setting up like alarms and stuff or something. Like you, you've you'd still have a scent. You're, you're figuring out the layout of the of the of the restaurant and kind of getting a sense for where this thing goes. Maybe at different times, it's almost like you're kind of narrowing down its path or like what it wants of an evening to yep. final and, th- and that you have to catch it within that seven, seven nights. Yeah. So you, you know, for a fact that, okay, at 9 PM, the ball pit gets disturbed mm. and then nine thirty, you hear some noises on the slide and then nine fifty, you hear a noise in the, um, in the kitchen. And I think, Rather than it being something that you can actually work out that first night. No, I think you- Like, the, yeah. you can't speed run it. Like, there's there's certain things that are going to happen and, and you- But I think that's only- randomly generated to a degree. And I think there are maybe then other factors that alter it. Mm-hmm. That it's like, if you, if you lock this particular door, it's going to take a different path. And so- And those are the sort of things you have to, like, deduce by- uh, what by is changing what is up the easier your run? behavior, <laughs> yeah. By cha- like, yeah. You you lock that door into the back alley, but that actually means that they've now come in through the front door instead, mm-hmm. or or they've come in through the vents, and the vents are fucking scary. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't want them coming through the vents because <laughs> it's too much like Five Nights at Freddy's. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Do you ever see? Is it just a fucking giant weird tiki headed? There might be too much cultural appropriation, <laughs> but we might be able to do it in a more sensitive way. Uh, <laughs> just that tiki head just <laughs> coming towards you. At the end. I know. I, I kind of like the. I just kind of like the idea that it's. It's like it's just a giant a kid. Rat. It's a kid. It's, it's a kid. It's a kid. Like it's a, can't it's a get ten year old kid who's who's can't get enough of that chocolate mousse. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're always in the ball pit and all this sort of stuff. And then, right. you know, they they just they just like their um <laughs> they just like their chocolate mousse. And then after they have some chocolate mousse, they play in the ball pit and then yeah. they go down the slide. And then <laughs> they say hello to the lobsters in the in the lobster tank. In the yeah. lobster tank. Cool. Oh, I'm just imagining you look in the lobster tank and you see a key down the bottom, and you got to like, oh yeah, stick your arm in and you know avoid the lobsters. Avoid the lobsters, and that's cool. That is really cool. All right. Okay. Well, we're, I'm sure in future episodes we'll come up with more snass law. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the next sensation. Um, cool. Well, we're going to leave it there. So, if you would like to find our previous episodes online, go to podchaser.com/bitstorm. You can find them all there. Give them a listen. If you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure by the band Dust. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. 
I'm Trevor Scott. And I miss Smorgies. Nah.